Welcome to Grace Harvest Church's weekly podcast. For more information about Grace Harvest Church or to find out more about something you hear during the podcast, visit us online at graceharvestchurch.org. Now listen in and allow God to speak to you through this week's message. So here we are, Sunday after Christmas. Do any of you wake up the day after Christmas, walk in wherever you're at, and like sit down wherever that may be, and just like, <sighs> like you just, you just, you just trudged through the longest trail, or you just endured the biggest thing, and, and here is, here it is. All the wrapping paper and the boxes and stuff, or maybe not. Maybe it's minimalist for you, but you know the celebrations. You can get tired of those too, right? And and so through all of that, sometimes the day after Christmas or the week after Christmas or the time after Christmas can be a very gray time. And uh, I have a song that I want played for you. So here we go. Here comes the letdown, Christmas is over Here comes the meltdown, and there goes the cheer But before we have a breakdown, let us remember The light of the world is still here Happy day after Christmas And merry the rest of the year Christmas, take joy to the world and just sing. Happy day after Christmas, the merry rest of the year. Even when Christmas is over, the light of
after Christmas, Jesus is still the reason for the season. Amen? Amen. In thinking about the run-up to the new year, several more days, a couple more days, thinking about our church and the journey that we've been on this last year, the journey that many of you have been on in your personal life, family, thinking about what so much about this season represents, this event that we celebrate that happened 2,000 years ago. It doesn't end for us that his arrival in a manger as a baby, that we can give gifts to one another, and then it's a standalone event. It's not that at all. It is the beginning of a declaration of something that is so profound for us, and that's what I want to delve into in the little bit of time I have this morning before we participate in communion. If you've got a Bible, if you could open up to Luke chapter 4, starting in verse 14, I'll give you a minute to go there. If you don't have a Bible, if you've got an electronic device or Bible U uh, version, I think it'll be on the screens. I want to read a text, <clears throat> I guess right before that, and this is from Isaiah chapter 61. Verse 1 and 2, it says, And the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor to us. In Luke chapter 4, this is Jesus' arrival on the scene. His arrival on the scene in the beginning of his ministry at one point in Luke chapter 4, and the narrative is he grabs a scroll and it says, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about him went out throughout all the surrounding country. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. And to set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Amen. How many of you recognize that the arrival of Jesus was a game changer? Come on, come on. That this event that we celebrate for Christmas was a, a pivotal moment that we can say, thank you, Lord, for your salvation. The implications of that for us right here in the text. So I want to jump into... Because G, uh, I want to jump into the text realizing that Jesus' mission to seek and save that which was lost is our mission. Somebody say hello. Come on. So, so, so pulling from the text, I, I just want to break down a few things. So Jesus said to proclaim good news to the poor. And I want to talk for a little bit about who this category was and what they were like. And so who, who were the poor that Jesus was anointed to preach good news to? Well, the brokenhearted. So in thinking about this year 
and where we are coming to communion, I had a thought about, and I felt like it was from the Lord, about why don't we end the year in remembrance of what he did, and let's give him our year. Let's give him 2019. Let's give him the triumphs, the difficulties, the loss, the pain, the change of circumstance. Let's give him our family struggles. Let's give him um, everything else that we find ourselves facing. Let, let, let's give him. But in order to do that, sometimes we just need a moment to say, all right, Lord, I see this. This could be me. This could be my neighbor. This could be us. And so in recognizing that, the first, the first one is he came to preach good news to the brokenhearted. The brokenhearted. Those who have suffered some loss, some difficulty, hopes dashed, dreams not acquired, situational changes, the brokenhearted. These ones who are struggling with the realization that things are different than what they were and may never be the same. Can anyone relate? that the brokenhearted come on if we're honest with this assessment that when jesus said i've come to preach good news and here's the categories here are the people here's their situation here's their state and condition the truth is we might find ourselves all of us in one or some of these categories the captive those who are conquered or enslaved now, this could be a, a physical, and in our day and age, we see there's a lot of talk about many categories, um, sex slavery, actual uh, physical labor and slavery. There's, there's a lot of, uh, when we look through scripture, there's the, the idea of being enslaved to a sin category, an addiction. Um, I believe Jesus came to redeem and to save all of that and to set them free. He came to minister and preach good news to the blind. Physical blindness, but also those who are spiritually blind. Also those who have lost their ability to have good perspective about what's going on around them. Blindness. Simply that you cannot see. Think about this. If it's physical, you're well aware. If it's, if it's just psychological or if it's just a state, a condition where you're unable to get past today... Jesus wants to minister to us today. He wants to meet us right where we're at. The oppressed, those who are crushed, those who have dealt with an ongoing thing that has weighted them down. Jesus said, I've been anointed to preach good news to these people. What, what is the good news? What is the good news? He, he lays it out. He's like, I've come to heal See, here's the thing. I went back and listened to the messages in the last several weeks from Pastor Doug. And I was struck and reminded about the idea that we need to be a people of hope. Amen? Amen. That we need to be a people that are always believing that God can do even when it seems impossible. Amen? 
Come on, we need to be a people that, that are in regular agreement with what we see in Scripture, what he's laid out for uh, his will, and to, to declare that over, like, okay, over situations, over relationships, over opportunities, people's healing, uh, their, their mental state, their, 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 their physical well-being. We need to be able to declare that, God, you can and you will. Deliverance. We need to be, uh, be people who regularly believe that God can deliver. Come on, come on. That, that, that my, my current state and condition isn't the last word over my life. Come on, this is really powerful. Both, both in a spiritual sense, um, whether you're encountering spiritual opposition or, or possession, and so deliverance in that regard whether it would be an addictive behavior or pattern of sin, that the Lord would come in and, and intervene and, and bring deliverance and really liberation in that regard, whether it's just a salvation experience where the awareness of what Jesus has done in salvation would be our recognition and we would be liberated from the disease of sin and the stronghold of the enemy and the evil one. Amen? Come on, that, that Jesus said... I've come to preach a good word and give a good word in this category. I come to give sight to the blind, that he would open eyes, that he would cause people to get fresh perspective, that he would cause people to see that there is another day or another way or there's another word that's currently what I'm experiencing isn't the final thing. And then he come to bring freedom. Freedom. See, what, what I love about Jesus is he upended everything. Everything. He, he upended everything in ways that, 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 on the practical, that we could see are like, oh, wow, that makes sense. And, and you brought right order and you brought these things together. And so I just want to point out a few things that he came to do. We see him doing in Scripture. We see him meeting people at a point of their current need. So Jesus was really practical. This is what I love about him. He's the hope giver. He is hope, amen? But he was really practical. He came to meet people with their need. If he was roaming about, ready to preach a word or, or, or deliver a sermon, Scripture regularly said that he would look upon the crowd and would notice that they're hungry and they're weary and they're like sheep without a shepherd. And, and, and right, usually the very next, in that situation, the very next sentences would be, Hey, where's the food? And he began to multiply the food and feed them. That he would meet their practical need right where they're at. That Jesus was regularly focused on restoring dignity and reconciling people right in their situation. Think about this, Jesus. Really powerful. Illustration after illustration, when people are healed, he would bring them into a place of a new state or condition. The woman who was, who was forgiven much, and she, she pours out the perfume at his feet, and the law keepers ridiculing, look at the price of that, and look what's been done in Jesus saying, wow, you don't even know what just happened here. She just came into a place of right standing. I have another name and word for her. Dignity was brought back to her life. 
Or think about the illustration about when he talks about preferring the rich and putting them at the head table and then seating the poor down below. And he, he, he comes to say, wait a minute, why don't we bring them and you give them the place of honor? What is he doing there? He's elevating and bringing dignity back. Because if you've ever lost it, you know. Or you've ever been treated in a way that demeans, you know. And here Jesus is upending that and turning it over. Jesus is inviting us into a different kind of life. He's, he's inviting us into a relational lifestyle to grow to know him more on a regular basis. Here's, here's the invitation. How has 2019 been for you in your relationship with Christ? How has it been? Are you walking with him in relationship? Have you grown to know him more? Have you felt like he's been healing and working with you along the way? Have you felt his presence as he made himself known to you? Have you, have you understood that he has met you in your need right where you're at? These are, these are really good reflection. End of the year, we're talking communion. We're going we're gonna to celebrate his work. And what does that mean to us. See, he, he's calling for a relationship with us that's holy, all of us. Everything, everything that I am, my talents, my treasure, my life. God, what do you have for me? And what do you want from me? I give you everything. This is what he's asking. This is what he's asking. See, I believe that Jesus, when he talks about coming to, to preach good news to all of that, he's coming with an answer that's, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to touch you. I'm going to re restore you in a way that is real and that you understand and you know. Amen.